Okay, we are up to Perak Hay in Sefer Malachim Aleph. Shlomo HaMelech uh, has the world, has the monarchy that is under him all set up. He is now the king. We listed all of his uh, appointments and his delegates in the last Perak. And now we have the beginning of the Binyan Beis HaMikdash. Not exactly the Binyan yet, but he is getting set. First, the first part of this Perak uh, continues the theme of the last Perak. And that is, why did we need all of the representatives in the last Perak? Because there is so much that is required for Shlomo and his entourage. The first part of this Perak discusses the uh, largesse, how much, how far spans the kingdom of Shlomo, and how much uh, he eats and how many horses he has that is discussed here. And it discusses that Amisro were all at peace. The entire Klai Yisrael was in peace under all the days of Shlomo. And the Navi then describes that Shlomo HaMelech had 40,000 stables of horses and how many horses were in each stable, all the the Gemara and the Rishonim here do all the math. Thousands and thousands, even millions of horses, unbelievable uh, uh, how many horses. And the Navi continues and says, Shlomo again had tremendous Chachma and Bina Har and everyone from the whole world came to enjoy and be awed by Shlomo's Chachma. He had more Chachma than Kol B'nei Kedem, all of the Chachamim uh, that were in the entire world. He also gave many Mishalim and had many songs, as we will talk about. And then he even... The Navi says that he even understood the chachma of the wood and the trees and the animals and the fish. We'll have to see what that means. That's the first half of the paragraph, really finishing up uh, the state of affairs, not just his uh, human representatives, but all of his all of his um, properties that he had. So then the second half of the parak really starts the Binyan Beis HaMikdash. Chiram, the king of Tzor, from up north, sends to Shlomo. He had been a friend of David's. He says, sends to him, you know, good wishes. Shlomo sends back to him and says, I need your help. I need your help. I'm going to build the Beis HaMikdash, and you have uh, expert artisans that I would like to hire, so please send them to me because I want to take Arazim, I want to get cedars and cut them, and I know you and your workers know the best. Shiram hears this and is very happy. He says, Baruch Hashem Ayom. Blessed is today that Hashem gave David HaMelech, a Ben Chacham, such a great son, to fill in his shoes. Yes, I will do everything you want. I'll send you wood. I'll send you the woodcutters, whatever you need. And this is a uh, agreement and a treaty and a connection that the Tzor nation had with Am Yisrael. And it continues, the puzzle continues, and this last part of the parak is the Haftorah for Parshas Truma. Hashem gives Shlomo Chachma, and he makes Shalom with Hiram, and he sends thousands of Jews to help out with the effort of bringing the wood. They schlep, they cut, and they bring it down to Yerushalayim in order to get ready for the uh, Beis HaMikdash. And we will see at the beginning of the next parak, the actual start of the building of the Beis HaMikdash. That's this parak finishing up and, lit- and laying the groundwork, literally, for the Binyan Beis HaMikdash. Okay, so says the parak, parak hey. Ushlamo hayamosha b'chalamam lachos mina nahararis plishtim agvul mitzrayim. He was king. He's the only time in Jewish history where there was perfect serenity. They had peace from without, so they had peace from within, and they served like a Baruch Hu all of Shlomo's life. The Navi then describes what did Shlomo eat, not himself, but his kingdom. What did it eat uh, every day? 30 car of flour, 60 car of kemach, 10, ca- 10 cattle, 20 uh, other cattle, 100 sheep, an unbelievable amount of food. 
Pasik Dalid, ki hu rode bachal ever hanar. He was rode. He had power over all ever hanar. Mi tifsach varaza. Malchovus of the Gemara were those two places right next to each other or far away from each other. But he was rode, which sounds like he has dominion. The Medrash picks up on this word rode from the word ridui, it sounds like. If you look in the Medrash, the Medrash in Bracious. The Medrash connects this Pasuk to the Pasuk there in Bracious in Parakhtes. Hashem tells Noah that the uh, after the Mabul, he will have, he, human beings, will have dominion over all the uh, animals of the land. Adam was told, Uridu You will have dominion over the fish. After the Mabel, it says, Your awe will be upon them. But it doesn't repeat dominion. The Medrash tells us that before Adam sinned, he had dominion over the animals. After the sin, he lost it. After the Mabel, we got partially, we got it partially back. The Mora and the Chita, the fear and the awe, but we did not go back fully. Finishes the Medrash, Amosai Chazra, when did the Redia, which is the complete uh, authority and dominion over the animals come? Bime Shlomo. That's only now Shenemar Arpasik. What's the pshat? So Mepharshim explained, the Mishpat Zazav quotes this and others, that before the Chet of Adam Arishon, the entire Bria worked perfectly. Everything in the Bria was nichna and served HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And every time something was used by a person to, as a carbon or anything of the like in a mitzvah, so that, that was its ultimate purpose. Noach, after the Mabel, he achieved part of it back, but not fully. Only Shlomo HaMelech, during his time, he returned to the state of Adam Arishon before the Chet, which is, Shekalabriya Hishtokako Lesharis Esa Adam. The entire world uh, yearned and thirsted to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Bear Moshe also discusses this, that every fish and every animal, and like the rocks argued by Yaakov, please lie on me, please lie on me, because Yaakov also achieved this dominion that every uh, item in the universe that Yaakov came in contact with wanted to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu through serving Yaakov. And that is the uh, message that is uh, meant here, that in the times of Shlomo HaMelech, everything was in perfect harmony. Every Everything worked together. That is what's meant by Roda. He had dominion and everything was there. Vayeshev Yehuda v'Yisrael lavetach. Yehuda and Yisrael, all of Klai Yisrael, sat lavetach. Ishtach as gafno. V'tach as Everything was peaceful. Call Yemei Shlomo all the days of Shlomo. Right? This is also alluded to the Gemara in Sanhedrin, which tells us the three... Um, Items, the three events that have to happen before the Binyan Beis HaMikdash, but it happened then too. First we appoint a king, then we have to wipe out Amalek, and then we have to build the Beis HaMikdash. So we have a king, and all of our enemies are wiped out, so that is why Shlomo HaMelech starts getting ready to build the Beis HaMikdash in a couple of sukkim. But before that we have, after describing Shlomo's intake of food, and his, and his uh, party and his family, we have Shlomo HaMelech and the horses. Boim Elef Urvos Susim Lamerkavo. He had forty thousand horse stables. Imagine how many horses he had per stable. The Gemara does the math, trying to figure out the Psukim here and the Psukim in Diver Hayamim, but he has a ton of horses. A ton. Chazal tell us Sanhedrin Dafchaf Aleph, Shlomahim Elach Sind. 
Shlomo HaMelech violated the Isser and the Torah of the king having too many horses. We know the king has three separate Isurim. He can't have too much money. He can't have too many horses. And he can't have too many wives. Shlomo HaMelech, Darshind, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, don't worry, the Torah gives the reason for two Averos. I know that I'm not going to come to either of those reasons. I can't have too many horses because you might go back to Mitzrayim. You can't have too many wives. Penyasu Lavavo. The Torah gives two reasons and Shlomo violated. And that's what the Gemara says. Mipnei malo nizgalu hatorah. Why weren't more reasons? We always ask, why does the Torah want this from us? Shaharesh, demikros, nizgalu taiman, nichshabohen gadol haolam. The greatest in the world, the greatest Chacham was Nikshal. He says, I'm not worried. I'll be Marbe, and I won't um, be led away. We'll have to get to that. But that's the Gemara. The Gemara tells us that he violated this Isser of Lo Yarbe Lo Susim. Right? The Sefer Chinuf discusses this mitzvah. It's mitzvah tough. Uh, here in Parsha, let me just find it. Here in Parsha Shoftim, Mitzvah Tav Tzadi Test, the Mitzvah 499. Shalo Yarbalo Hamelach Shimloch Alenu Susim Zulasi Atzrichil Merkavto Umerkavas Parashav only what's needed for his chariots, what's needed for um for his needs. The Barbanel says it must be that Shlomo Hamelach thought that this is what he needs to make sure the peace stays. If he has so many horses, then nobody's going to start up with him. But really, even one horse, even one extra horse. One Violates this Isser says the uh, says the Chinuch because again the king has to show his power but not in this way. If you look in the Medrash, there's an unbelievable Medrash by that Loyar Belo Loyar Belo Nashim. The Medrash says Amar Amelech Amar Shlomo Amelech Vehechim Al Zirasa Shlagadish Baruchu Ani Arbe Valibi Lo Yasser. Right, my heart. This is the Medrash in in. Um, the Uznayim Latara quotes the Medrash here. So Alsa Yud Shebi Yarbe. The Padre says, Lo Yarbe Lo Susim. The Yud of Yarbe goes up to Hashem, Vinishtatcha Lafreakarish Barchu, and complains to Hashem, Lokacha Marta, Ein Ospitela, Minha Olam, Habina Torah, Lo Olam. You promised that there will never be a letter from the Torah that will be nullified. So, Shlomo Omen, I'm a You look, Shlomo Melech is violating me. How could this be done? Question is, ask the Znaim I don't understand. Every time an Aveir is done, so it's being Mavuta. What's why is this different than any other Aveira? Dafka, the Yud from Loyarbe went to Hashem. Every time we do an Aveira, every time we speak Lashon Hara, every time we do something wrong, says the Zayin Torah. Beautiful. No, whenever a Jew does an Aveira, someone else in the world, another Jew in the world, is not doing the Aveira. They're overcoming their passion and not doing the Aveira. So if this Jew is violating and being Mavuta the Torah, so another Jew is not, and he's not violating. The problem is. The Isurim on a king, there's only one king of Am Yisrael at one time. So if the king does not keep the mitzvah or violates the Avera, then that Avera, that letter in the Torah, is being nullified at that moment. So that's where the Yud from Yarbe goes up, because Shlomo HaMelech is being, uh, is being Marbe. Right? That's the, um, Azayim Torah giving Pshad, giving a Drush on that, on that Medjish. But this is the Isser of Lo Yarbe Lo, Lo Yarbe Lo Susim of Shlomo HaMelech. The, uh, question them, but first of all, to deal with why are Dafka, these are the only two Isurim that are meant, that, that a reason is given, why would these Dafka two pick? 
say Shlomo Melech really taught us through his actions, you know, what uh, should not be done, should not be done. There's a beautiful thought that I saw in the Malbim uh, in Zechariah. The Pasuk tells us, the question is, why did Shlomo want horses? Why Dafka horses out of all the things? We'll have to, uh, we'll talk about that actually in, uh, in, a, in a minute. But the, in the Zechariah, in Pasuk Tess, the Navi tells us that Mashiach is described, the famous Pasuk, the Mashiach is described as poor, Ani Verochev Auhachamor, and riding on a donkey. The Malbim says, and not a horse. He's not coming on a horse. Why isn't he coming on a horse? Because a horse is a reflection of gaiva. A horse is a reflection of haughtiness. That's not how he is coming, says the says the uh, the Malbim. Let me get the uh, open it up here. The language of the Malbim. He, the king, the Melech HaMashiach, is not going to be because of his great brute strength. It's because of his Sidkus. Shu hefech ga'avaz va'oz. Ve'rochev al chamor, hefech rochev al sus. Muchan liyom milchama. A chamor is the opposite of a horse. A horse symbolizes royalty, symbolizes greatness, symbolizes high, and ga'ava, uh, and even in a good sense, and that's not, not how Mashiach's going to come. Mashiach's not going to come that way. So that's partially, possibly, why Shlomo HaMelech, in this whole discussion, Wanted so many horses because this is his how he builds up the Malchus. This is how he shows all others around that he is he is the king and he is in charge. It could be that he had some kavanas l'shem shemayim. The problem is that it did not work out for him in that uh, in that way. Again, there's a lot more here. Also, just to mention one other, the Vilna Gaon. Uh, some might be familiar with this. The Vilna Gaon of Shabbos talks about the Tana. Also, that that was Mate and wanted to use the light on Shabbos. The Gemara tells us in Meseches Shabbos Andaf Yud Beis Amid Beis, the Yerushua Ben Elisha said, Ani Ekra Veloate. Right? I'm going to read by the light, and I'm not going to move the candle. And Pamachas Karo Bikesh Lahatos, and he was about to do it, and he says, Ah! How great are the words of the rabbis that say lo right? I said I'm not going to turn, and it ended up that I did. The Gra says that if you based on our Gemara, because it's better not to give the reason. Because if you give the reason, it's finished. In the Mishnah there in Shabbos, it just says lo The Brisa gives the reason shemayate. Rabbi Yishmael was praising the Mishnah. So, says the Gra, we pray the Mishnah, saying Bar Chazal are so smart. They don't give me the reason. Because if you give me the reason, I'll try, I'll start thinking about it and start arguing with it. And start having, uh, rationalizations. But don't give the reason and I'll just do it. They quote the story from Reb Chaim. Reb Chaim once said the question to Reb Chaim Ozer or some other of, and he says, give me the answer but don't give me your svara. Because if you give me your svara, I'll be able to argue on it, I'll be able to come up with a better svara, just give me the psak. I just want the psak. That's the uh, idea that sometimes you have to have blind faith, so to speak, in following and not try to reason with the uh, with the reasons. So what happens? So Shalom Melech had many horses and that's why he needed all these neat savim, like we had in the last Parak to not only feed the people, but to feed all the horses. Nothing was ever missing, says the Navi, Pasuk Zion, Lo Yadu Davar. He had every fruit in every season. Everything came. And now the Pasuk again says, 
Again, after the previous parak, he had Chachma, he had Tavuna. The Malbim discusses what are the differences between Chachma and Tavuna. The Malbim says, Chachma, Kalul, Kol Chachma, Samidos, Vachol, Inyanim, Shenofal, Aleim, Tovara, Ubisvuna, Klula, Chachma, Iyunis, Shalofal, Aleim, Shem, Emes, Vesheker. So the first Chachma is the ability to make the right decisions. Tvuna is even deeper than that. To know objectively, Emes and Sheker more on the philosophical plane. He also quotes the Abarbanel that maybe Shlomo's Chachma, being that it was divinely given, it wasn't like a normal Chacham where you have to work and work and work and gain knowledge and gain knowledge and move up step by step, but it was like automatic. It was all at once in the language of the Abarbanel. Read the Malbim quotes it here. Shal shahaisa chachma so bederachanes heisig akol min akodim el hamauchar biadia pitomit lo biadia hadargit shalotu sagrachai de hasagas achushim uba amal viyagia uba rovzman uba ribi hautzos viyalula latos. You can make mistakes. No, Hashem gave Shlomo the chachma, and that was a different process of gaining Chachma than all the other Chachamim here. And that's also what's mentioned in the Pesukim here. Hashem gave him Chachma, Vatir Chachma Shlomo, Me Chachmas Kol Bnei Kedem, Umiko Chachmas Mitzrayim, more than any other wise man in the land, Vayech Kamikol HaAdam. He was the wisest. There's a drush, Mikol HaAdam. He was wise from all men. You could say, Halomi Mikol Adam. He also learns from every man. That's also part of what made him wise. But who was he even wiser from? There are four people mentioned in the Pasuk. He was wiser than Eitan, Haman, Kalkol, and Darda. Who are those? So Rashi gets Tupshatta. The Pasha says they were four very wise people. But Rashi quotes the Medrash and the Radak also that maybe they're referring to people in Tanakh. Eitan, we know Avram Avinu, is referred to as Eitan HaEzrachi. Haman, Haman is, Rashi quotes, Moshe Rabbeinu. Chalkol, Chalkol is a reference to Yosef, who was Machalkel, the world. Vidarda is a reference to the Dor Hamidbar. The Dor Hamidbar, B'nai Machol, they were Nimchal on the Maisa HaEgel. Maybe even Vayechka Mikol HaAdam, the Radak quotes HaAdam is a re- reference to Adam Arishon. So it's Adam and Avram, smarter than all of these. And the first one, they're smarter, Chacham, Ruach Chacham, more than Moshe. That's what the Navi says, according to the Medrash. All the Goyim knew about it. And he had unbelievable, 3,000 Mishalim he knew. And he had he had a thousand songs, many Mishalim. The Rabbach says, the best Mishalim were put into Mishlei. The best song was made into Shir Hashirim. The best mashal, the Chavetz Chaim writes in a number of his farim, in Shem Olam, and, and elsewhere, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself is the mashal of the world. And Shlomo HaMelech knew how to bring that mashal to the masses, to bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The, the Chavetz Chaim discusses that a mashal is like a photograph. If you, have a, if you draw a picture of something, then you don't actually see the item, but you get a sense of the item. So the Torah is a mashal of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's like a photograph. That's what he uses. It was just... Uh, coming out in his time. And that's uh, what Shlomo HaMelech uh, used. The Masudas David here says that we, what happened to all of these Mishalom of Shlomo, either they were lost or they were taken. And many of the wise adages and sayings, maybe from the other nations, really came from Shlomo HaMelech originally. Next, Pasig Yud Gemel. He spoke to the wood, about the wood, and the animals, the chulu. What does this Pasig mean? So some of might take it literally. We say Shlomo HaMelech knew the language of the birds and the, and the trees and the animals. But Rashi quotes two other Pshatim. Rashi quotes number one. He knew by looking at it the purpose. 
What's the purpose of this piece of wood? Where's the best place that it can be used? What can it be used for? How can it be planted? Which animal is good for what? The physical world, he was a genius. But number two, he quotes, he knew the reason for every mitzvah besides paraduma. But he knew the reason. Why do you do shechita with two simonim and for a bird with one simon? Why does an, uh, a fish not need shechita at all? Why is it that the uh, this shechita is two simonim and the shechita is one simon? Rashi quotes a couple of examples based on Chazal. That's what he that's what he knew. Right? The Gemara Yivamis on Dav Chafa says that Shlomo Melech, before Shlomo Melech, the Torah didn't have aznayim. He gave them aznayim as like handles. We're able to handle the uh, handle the Torah, because once we understand the Torah, uh, it's uh, easier for us. The, the language of the Gemara. Kodem Shabashlamo Haisa Torah Domelikfifa, Shein Laznaim. It's a barrel that he's nothing to hold on to. Achabashlamo Vasalaznaim. And the Maharal there in the Chidushi Agado says, Shlomo Hayanosin Tam Lachodavar Shabatora. Because when you understand something, you could grab onto it more. That's an ozen. That's a that's it's like it looks like an ear, but it's grabbing on. Just an avana. He gave us nayim Torah. That's what Shlomo Amalek did. That was what he did with all of his reasons. Uh, what the symbol is? Why is this tree used in the mitzvah uh, ceremony? Why is this used? Why is that used? All of that is included in his in his chachma. Fine, second half of the parak. Uh, Hiram sends to Shlomo, uh, how are you? I was friendly with your father. Shlomo sends to Hiram, you knew my father. He was not able to build the base of Migdash because he had many wars during his lifetime. The Radak says he didn't want to say that he had blood on his hands because that would be embarrassing. So he just said there were a lot of wars he didn't have a chance. But now I want to build the base of Migdash. Please help me out. Send me, send me what? Machlokas Rishonim, what exactly was Shlomo interested in? The Radak says he was interested in workers of wood, woodworkers. He was not interested in wood. All the wood came from Eretz Yisrael, the Radak says. Even in Sor, if there was a huge forest, part of it was in the borders of Eretz Yisrael. He just wanted the woodcutters because they were the experts. The Abarbanel suggests, if you look at the Pashas of the Pesukim, it sounds like, no, it's even from Chutzlaretz. And you're allowed to use for, uh, properties and raw materials from Chutzlaretz if they were better and if they were great. So anyway, Shlomo sends to Hiram, and Hiram sends back, very happy, yes, please, I'll send them down. And how does he send them down? Ingeniously, he take. He said, I'm going to cut all the wood, how do you transfer it down south? He's just going to make rafts, he's going to make dovros bayam. He's going to tie them up and then just float them down the river. Throw them down the river, and when they get down to Eretz Yisrael, to the right place, then Shlomo Melech would pick them up and untie them. That's exactly what he said he's going to do. And they made a treaty amongst each other. And they made a treaty amongst them. It is interesting, though, that if we think about this for a minute, so the Beis HaMikdash had non-Jewish help. The Beis HaMikdash had non-Jewish uh, gifts that were given to it. So possibly because, says the Mishpat Zosav, uh on this Pasuk and Pasuk Chavav, because the Beis HaMikdash is going to, supposed to be in a um, place of inspiration, not just for Jews. We're going to have it a couple of prakim. When Shlomo Melech Davins, after he builds it, he wants the entire world to be inspired by the Beis HaMikdash. And there are karbanos that we can accept, accept from from the non-Jews. So maybe to have non, a little, non-Jews a little input in the building, that itself can lay the, lay the groundwork and the foundation that later on as well, the non-Jews would be inspired. It is a little tricky. We're not going to go into this sugya, but the Geshochanah does say in Yeridea, in 
Simon, Reish Nun Dal, and you're not allowed to accept charity from non-Jews. Azul Yisrael Litot Stuckim in Ovei Kochavim, Bifar Hesia. Why? The Taz and the Shach say it's Chil Hashem. It shows that we're relying on them. So there are many exceptions to this rule, but you just got to work that out, uh, Acknowledging that the Beis Hamikdash itself had had uh, some charities given to it, and then as I said, the Haftarah Parshas Truma starts with Pasach Havav. Hashem gave uh, Shlomo Chachma, and he made this treaty, and he had many uh, schleppers that helped him um, throughout the process, and woodcutters. The Rishonim discussed what parts of the Beis Hamikdash were allowed to have chiseled wood, one which parts of the Beis Hamikdash had to have the you know smooth, and he got everything ready. He got all the wood and the stones ready for the building of the base of Mikdash. Rabbi Yaakov Hamneski says, it doesn't say anything about gold and silver, because that David HaMelech had already gotten. We know from Sukkim and Shmuel and in Divri Hayamim that David did everything he could to help get it ready for Shlomo, but now he's getting the wood ready. The wood would have gotten ruined. David couldn't do that, but he got the gold and the silver ready, and now it is time to actually build the base of Mikdash. Okay, we'll stop here. Next time we'll get to the actual binyan.